0: It feels really good. I mean, that's fun, to poke fun at the thing in 05, but it is 15 years ago, so I really moved on from that by now. But it's incredibly satisfying to win a tournament of this stature uh, on a golf course of this stature. It's It was a wonderful week. It was incredibly enjoyable just being here with the weather like this, the course in perfect condition and, and a great field. But... Uh, even better to come out on top and kind of have your game really tested today. It was not easy, uh, and that was most enjoyable uh, to kind of see that my game is holding up to that. And it's back to back wins for you and back to back starts. The Australian PGA Championship at the end of last year, and this is your first start this year. Um, also, moving to number 16 in the FedEx Cup. Just if you could just talk about out there on the putting green, Tiger, and you were discussing about difficulty of the golf course you said it was really really difficult today and he found it even more difficult just can you just give us an idea of how hard it is on a final day to win when the golf course is that difficult well I'd say you have to take away the big mistakes but I made them to do today as well I mean on four and five it could have really slipped away but uh, you know it's in those moments where you just have to kind of uh, cliche everything and get back in your process or stay in the moment and and just do what's been working well. It's not time to kind of get flustered and and try something new on the sixth hole of the final round. You know, I just really tried to do what I'd done all week on that next swing and made a good swing and made a good putt. And that kind of gave me the belief that I just had to keep doing that all day and, and believe that there was enough good golf in me to kept me in a position at the end to have a chance. Terrific. We'll take some questions.
1: Just raise your hand, we'll get your microphone, and we'll start. Adam, right.
0: so many so many big putts uh, on, the, on the back nine for birdie, par, bogey, you name it. Does, does any of them stand out to you? Um, look, the putt on 17 was great because it kept me fairly comfortable. I Actually, the, the shot that stood out was deciding to flop the second chip on 15 uh, after I was plugged in the bunker and I kind of knifed it across the green it was in a horrible position then and uh, I stood there and I wanted to maybe bump it into the fringe but realistically it was going to go 45 feet past probably and uh, I thought well you can maybe win the tournament if you hit a great flop shot here, so I thought I may as well just go for it and I had a little bit of that kind of mindset, not just today, but the whole week of not careless but what have I got to lose kind of thing going and give myself a good chance to get back in the winner's circle on the PGA Tour, so that shot stood out for me, the the flop shot on uh, 15.
1: We'll go Evan and Jason. Scotty, um, you turned 40 in July. Just wondering where you feel your career's at at this stage and and how much self-belief do you take out of this?
0: Um, My career is in a good spot, I guess. Um, You know, even before winning uh, this week, I feel like physically and uh, somewhat mentally I'm okay after 20 years out here and... uh, you know, I really do believe if I can maintain motivation and, and focus, the next five years can be my best years on tour. Um, but you know, that, it's easy to say those things. it's very hard to do. Maintaining that focus and that drive for the long periods of time isn't easy, but uh, I think I need that to achieve everything I w- to leave the game satisfied at some point. Um, but they're pretty lofty goals, so this is a good start. It's one one week out of the next five years. Jason.
1: Adam, I think you were probably the last elite level player to make his first start of 2020, and and probably not for the first time. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel like, did you feel like this week that you were trying to play catch up, and or did you feel like you almost had an advantage and that you were more well rested than everybody else?
0: Yeah. I. You know, I'm in this position a little bit because I always end up playing a few weeks in Australia. And uh, last year, in particular, it was very late. Our tournament finished December 22. And I just felt like uh, the way the schedule is now with the majors month after month after month, and then the FedEx Cup, I have to give myself a a decent rest because it's very hard to take more than two weeks off at a time. Uh, if you take three weeks anyway, you're missing something important and I kind of wanted to get back in the World Golf events and play them this year uh, and use them as a good measuring stick for my other preparations, I guess, so I needed that break. Yeah, I saw earlier in the week I was hundred and something on the FedEx Cup and it feels like you've got a mountain to climb. but. With One Good Week now, I'm um, sitting a lot more comfortably on, on that quest. So I think you just have to believe, uh, You, well, I believe I'm doing the right thing for me. I mean, I just kind of check what my gut says. You know, I needed a break after it was a, for me, personally, the three weeks in Australia was um, very taxing. The President's Cup was incredible. And then,, uh, you know, to kind of win the week after was brilliant and took a lot out of me. so I think I needed that break. You're Suzanne, then Ben. Yeah, congratulations. Also, it, first of all, you had a great PGA which you won. Now, Cam Smith won at the Sony, Mark Leishman two weeks a couple of weeks ago, and Tori. Mm-hmm. what's with Australian golf? <laughs> and now you, the third Australian winner, in, on the PGA Tour. Is it something that came about in Australia or what? I think I think you're right. I think it's something that came about from that President's Cup, and um, it's not surprising I've seen it before with some guys off the back of a, an incredible President's Cup experience where there's pressure out on the golf course and... Uh, Guys really learning and elevating their games and then putting that into practice the next time they're in uh, a pressure situation. Uh, I know I did that back in two thousand and three. We played in December in South Africa and i I remember uh, being leading the players going into Sunday, but using that pressure situation, playing with Ernie in South Africa as a way to know that I can handle it and I think uh some of us might have done that off the back of this President's Cup so and it's certainly motivation for me <laughs> seeing Cam and Mark win to come out and make sure I'm not the one lagging behind so over to Jason. <laughs> ben and then Jeff. He messed up last Thank week. You. He messed
1: up last week. So. <laughs> um, just, just sort of continuing on from that. I was talking to John up up there and he says he's noticed obviously over the 18 months a, a incremental increase in the drive again and the work ethic i that probably uh coincides with I guess getting in parenthood and getting in that into that um flow if you will again uh, is that fair or have you figured it all out now, and are you putting the time in you need to I,
0: I'm putting the time in for sure I think it's just it was just more um, I think I'm doing it in a much calmer way that's much more effective and productive when I am practicing for sure I think it's taken me. A, a couple of years to kind of figure out how to balance uh, everything going on and, and try and play at the top level, you know. So uh, I think I'm getting better at that. Hopefully, I keep getting better at that. But uh, you know, I really feel like the work that I done on my game with Brad the last two weeks was very effective for just kind of two weeks' work out of the last however however long it's been since I've been playing. Um, I'd like to top it with results. I mean, I played incredibly well consistently for that period. I mean, I almost didn't miss a cut for three years, and I had lots of good results. But if you look at the win tally, I think I'd like to improve on that. So this is a good start. Uh, I'm not really putting a number on it. I'll just see see what happens. I think, uh, you know, to just win anything is difficult now. Um, and, but also in, the big goal is to be a multiple major winner, and I think kind of the habit of winning is good for that. So it's nice to win anything, <laughs> that you can, anything that you're playing in. Good, Jeff, and then Mike.
1: Adam, back to that shot on 15 where
0: you said you just kind of let it go and it's a little bit different for you. Do you attribute this to 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 age um, or is it anything in particular that that kind of got you thinking that way, and then also where where this win ranks uh among your career wins hmm. uh, I think it is age or experience or something you know uh, as I chat about my feelings when I play with my coach uh, you know we often talk about just letting go a little bit i mean at times I feel like i'm too, too loose on some shots but then there are other moments where I play a little too conservative all the time um, you know it's a fine balance uh, playing down the stretch in contention and, and, and finding the right place but it was fairly clear to me at that moment you know my first thought was bump it into the it's safe uh, and, but I'll probably make a double and, and I thought I really want to win this and maybe this shot can do it and I had a really great shot it was quite fun Um, so yeah I think it is a little bit of age and experience and to be able to kind of process that that's a positive thing in the heat of it and as far as ranking this it feels really good right now I think any time you're coming off a bit of a a drought of winds you know I've always kind of judged myself and and um, graded myself on winning tournaments. Um, And I've done that fairly consistently throughout my career, but it's been nearly four years since I won on the PGA Tour. This is an important step for whatever this next (laughs) few years is in my career. So I think it is important. It can definitely um, be used for momentum. Mike and then Evan.
1: Uh, Adam, there were a lot of uh, there were a lot more bogeys it seemed on the leaderboard today, which really impacted it. Um, I'm wondering when you got to 17, did and you were leading by one. Did you think you really needed to make birdie there just to create a little bit of room, or what was your thinking there? And then when you got to 18 with the two shot lead, did that change how you thought about it at all?
0: Yeah. I wanted to birdie 17, absolutely. I mean, getting the drive in play made the hole a birdie hole for me. And um, just from... I know I'd be a lot more comfortable on the 18th tee with a two-shot lead than a one-shot lead. Uh, So I didn't hit a particularly good second shot into 17, and the lie was not very good, and I had to play uh, out to the left, but it was a great putt, and that putt, is almost the winning putt, I feel, at that point. Um, so that was a, a nice one to make and it gave me a very comfortable kind of walk up the 18th once my drive was up the top of the hill.
1: Scotty, just wondering how much the windless drought weighed on your mind the last four years?
0: Um... I think probably for a couple of years it weighed on my mind. It was frustrating, but I think I was generally frustrated for the, for 17 and 18. You know, I was push I was pushing myself very hard. There was lots lots uh, changing in my life with a couple of kids and stuff, and I was pushing myself very hard on the golf course, probably in the wrong direction a little bit, uh, and just you know having that battle like you get in a bit of a funk and still expecting to just be a great. Player and win tournaments, and I realized uh, you know you really need to have things lined up and um, things kind of going your way to give yourself a chance to win out here. There's so many great players; it's very hard to see anyone dominating because the the strength is deep now. And uh, you know, slowly but surely, I've kind of got things back into
1: a good place. And just to follow it up, do you feel that you'll um, sort of play freer the rest of the year, knowing that monkey's off your back?
0: Hopefully, I mean, it's 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 weird. It's I'm sure I'm sure you take away confidence from it, but as soon as you come down to putting a pen on paper next Thursday again, you're going to you know whatever instincts you naturally have they kick back in, and you know I'll be. I'm not going to be happy just freewheeling it next week and running 50th, because I just didn't care and just went for everything. You know, I'm going to try and play uh, the way I know it, um, I think is best for me. So hopefully it does just give me the confidence to play um, a little better. And certainly uh, those fresh feelings of what it's like being in contention is good, I think, especially coming into majors. Yeah, it's across to the side. Yeah, when you take a break from competition that is as long as you took, and it seems like everyone else on tour is playing and playing big events, at the beginning of this week, are your expectations as high as I can win, or are they somewhat tempered at being your first start out? Oh, they were a little bit, they were slightly tempered for sure, but. Um, after the second round, which was really solid stuff, I started really striking the ball well again. You know, the kind of rhythm was happening. I think it was about on the seventh hole on the Saturday. Uh, things were going a little slowly and I kind of said, well, if you play good, you're right in, right in this thing from here. So I kind of had to put the competitive mode on a little bit. I think it was... Uh, Saturday, about the seventh hole, and, and take myself back to kind of where I finished last year. So, yeah, sometime, uh, sometimes you have to actually make a point of it. it it's not just always automatic um, because I did come in here, you know, just trying to feel out where my game was. Even though I felt confident on Thursday, you just never know after a little break. Ryan and then
1: Doug. Adam, two quick things. Uh, first, besides practice, obviously, how did you turn your short game and, and putting from a maybe a liability into a into a strength? Um,
0: I just got a little bit creative with my short game about eighteen months ago. I I was fooling around a little bit, doing kind of some silly stuff by the green, and my coach said, you know, look as silly as that might feel and you're messing around it actually looks like it's in a really good position to hit shots from so just keep fooling around and that's kind of um evolved into what I'm doing now it's not very technical at all it's just a feeling in my right arm and that was it um so and it was great last year and my confidence has gone up because I've uh, performed better with it and uh you know, I've chipped away at the putting. The putting has always been something that's temperamental with me, certainly mentally, um, but, you know, I think I've found what, what works well for me, you know, in the way I practice my putting and also in uh, the type of putter that I'm using.
1: And totally unrelated. What happened on 15T? It looked like you, you guys, or you hit into Joel.
0: We, yeah, we didn't, just didn't couldn't see them. see them. I mean, that might sound funny. They're standing in the middle of the fairway, but it just looked like they were part of the gallery. So uh, I wasn't really giving them a hurry up, although it was pretty slow out there today. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Doug. I think it was a couple of years ago, Adam, when you were um, trying to you had to qualify for the for the U.S. Open, and, and your ranking was lodged in there around the sixties or seventies. Back into the top ten now. Um, did that feel like a long way away then? Does it feel like a short time ago now? Um, Yeah, at that point, that was, you know, the height of frustration, I think, around that kind of qualifying time. Obviously, that's a position I don't ever want to be in again, but uh, it's just over 18 months ago, I guess. Um, You know, I've I've done a good job, I think, of turning turning things around, you know, and, and kind of putting it all back together. So it does feel like a long time ago, actually. And you you said on the green um, uh, in the TV interview, whatever point in my career I'm at, I, I'd just be curious, what exactly is that? Are you well? I don't know. Everyone old? everyone tells me I'm turning forty this year, and. <laughs> You know, I, I don't know if they're insinuating that's kind of the beginning of the end. <laughs> I don't know if you that's from experience or or uh, just... There's no doubt. I mean, you know, the, the age of guys peaking is getting younger. There's far less dominant players in their 40s today than there was before. So, you know, I, I, I feel lucky. At the moment, I'm very healthy as far as the golfing... For, Thirty-nine-year-old goes and uh, sorry, I I laugh. I, uh, I got to make the most of that while while I'm out here. You know, it's only going to get harder. Probably, I hope I'm the exception to the rule and kind of play like Vijay did in his forties. Andy, um, <clears throat> Adam, congratulations! I'd like to ask you about the uh, um, a question about your trust set of ions. Um, I know those six uh, eighties came out, I believe, back in. 2003. Just curious to see if you can comment on what of the uh, quality of the attractiveness of that particular iron and how many sets have you went through to, <laughs> to that current model? I'm, I'm sure you'd like to get some fresh groups and stuff. Yeah, they are pretty trusty, the old 680 irons and they've been out a long, long time. Um, what do I like? I mean it's just personal uh, things I like about it—they have a fair bit of offset compared to some irons uh, today, and the blade is a little bit longer. It's just what I'm used to looking at um, with a forged bladed golf club. Uh, there's not, there's a lot of feel involved in that, and these ones feel a certain way, and uh, I really feel like I know what know what they're doing. So I probably use a set every 18 months or so. Uh, So I've gone through a few sets over the years. Let's just take one more. Well, at the moment, I have two. Hopefully, there are some more somewhere.
1: (laughs) Adam, congrats. Fifteen years ago, we sat here. And I want to get the details right. Were you able to take the trophy home and you had to give it back? Or did you ever get the trophy?
0: Yeah, no, the trophy's at home. It is. Palm trees and a golfer. Okay. So uh, I have the trophy. It's been sitting at home ever since.
1: So how satisfying is this to say, it's official now, and do you consider yourself a two-time winner of this event? (laughs) Whatever the books say.
0: Yeah. Um, I kind of do, but it doesn't really matter. This is incredibly satisfying. Uh, Certainly, we've seen this tournament elevate over the last few years, thanks to Genesis, and certainly with Tiger coming in. It's now an invitational-style field. Uh, and it's a big deal and it truly feels like a big deal especially you know, we've had incredible weather this week it's at a great venue and uh, you know really the crowds come out and enjoy themselves so um, it's got a lot going for it here at Riviera <laughs> that's for sure. If you listen to the wind you can hear it that's Ireland calling you home home to the greatest Lynx golf courses in the world defined by soaring dunes undulating fairways venerable bunkers and whimsical green complexes. From Royal Portrush in Northern Ireland, site to the 2019 Open Championship, to Ballyliffen, La Lahinch and Ballybunyan, numbering among the Lynx golf masterpieces awaiting your golfing sojourn. Come home to Ireland and enjoy the most incredible golf experience of your life. Get started at ireland.com. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts.
1: FootJoy, the number one out-brand in golf, ensures that you can make every day playable with performance gear to handle any weather condition. All FootJoy products are designed to provide the best golfing experience regardless of the conditions. Every piece of FootJoy gear goes through years of testing and validation to ensure the ultimate in golf performance. Trust the brand that has been number one forever. Learn how you can make every day playable at FootJoy.com slash M-E-D-P. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel where there is something for
0: everyone
1: Your game deserves the best of technology. Your game deserves being custom fit for the clubs that you play. Your game deserves getting the best technology at the best value. Tour Edge has it all. They build the product in the United States. They back it by a lifetime warranty. Think about that for a second. TourEdge.com to check them out. Why do you think players at the PGA Tour Champions would check them out of the likes of Scott McCarron and Tom Lehman? Because the technology works. Check out Tour Edge today. Boeing Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern lower peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation package's elite instruction with the Boeing Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boeing Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoeingGolf.com and Take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. It's time for you to discover Stream Song, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary – FootJoy, the number one outer brand in golf, ensures that you can make every day playable with rain jackets for all weather conditions. New to the FJ Performance Outwear lineup this year is the all-new DryJoy Select LS, the lightest, most waterproof garment FJ has ever produced, setting a new standard in rainwear. Amazingly, it's actually lighter than a golf shirt, but still fully waterproof. You can shop now at footjoy.com M-E-D-P. BenHoganGolf.com is where you can go to see the beautiful product that's being produced right now bearing the name of the legend. You know, when he founded the original company in 1953, Ben Hogan said he did it, quote, to design and manufacture the best golf clubs in the world. End quote, and that is exactly what their mantra is today. Only it's going directly to you, not through retail stores. So they're saving that forty percent, fifty percent retail markup. You can get the best, and you can get it directly from their master craftsmen. Log on to BenHoganGolf.com now. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? Hey, my new book is called The Golf Round I'll Never Forget. 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments. Moments like this the 1973 U.S. Open. Here's Johnny Miller.
0: He got a letter also on Saturday morning that said, You're going to win the U.S. Open from so some guy in Iowa. I never got a letter that that's all it was. They didn't sign it, nothing. It was just from Iowa, you're going to win the U.S. Open. So it was sort of an interesting experiences that led up to that uh, winning that open. Uh, and, and the round itself was sort of out of nowhere because it just was a a perfect round of golf. I mean, it literally was a perfect round of golf.
1: The book is called The Golf Round. I'll never forget. 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments. I hope you enjoy it. You can pick it up wherever fine books are sold, including barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com.